on this week's episode of Evolution of a Black Girl. Like, we can't control what other people do or how they value us, but we certainly can control the things that we go after. I think, that, I mean, I don't even think I've ever had that in a discussion, but I think that is the most powerful financial advice that I've ever shared. That, because we don't talk about that enough. And, mm-hmm. and for our community, that, is, that has cost us. If, if God has gifted you with children, then God has gifted you with children and you are 100% have a responsibility to those children. They don't get the leftovers. Jesus, come on. The first part of you. That's right. It's the leftovers. Thank you for listening to Evolution of a Black Girl podcast, where we highlight Black women trailblazers and history makers, past, present, and future. I'm your host, Morgan Ava McCoy-Harris, actress, author, filmmaker, and creator of award-winning one-woman show, Evolution of a Black Girl from the Slave House to the White House. If you receive some inspiration from today's podcast, please leave a review and let me know. I want to hear from you. Brought to you by Star Shoutout. Star Shoutouts are great for birthdays, holidays, or any special occasion. So choose your star and personalize your Star Shoutout today at starshoutout.com. We have with us someone who will help us understand how to secure the bag, protect our finances. This is the owner of J.B. Bryant Financial Group Incorporated. Before I bring her on where you're able to hear all of her wisdom, I have to give her bio because it's so amazing. She is not only helping people, um, she herself is a history maker, okay? J.B. Bryant Financial Group Incorporated is a registered investment advisory firm and founder of Afroeconomics. J.B. Bryant is a pioneering investment advisor, author, speaker, community leader, and educator. Ms. Bryant has dedicated her entire professional life to serving the Black community. That commitment to building Black wealth drove her to launch J.B. Financial Group Incorporated in 1995. It was the first Black-owned registered investment advisory firm in the Richmond, Virginia area, and one of the first in the entire country. Brian is the creator of Afroeconomics, a strategic financial empowerment program developed for the advancement of Black wealth in America and abroad. Afroeconomics is based on 10 timeless financial principles, and we're going to get into a little bit of that. And I don't want I don't want to steal any of her shine. So I want to introduce to you author, motivator, keynote speaker, Mm -hmm. J.B. Ryan. Thank you so much, J.B., for being with us. Thank you so much for the opportunity to just uh, uh, celebrate, you know, women. (laughs) You are so powerful. And many years ago, when I saw this little girl, <laughs> you are so inspiring. I'm just so glad that God, you know, gave us this opportunity to still be together. You can't like take this for granted at all. You know, so when I, I got an email from you, you know, about your stage play, you know, still being here and around it, still like, you know, being here for people, I'm I'm so excited about what you're doing. And, you know, really d- don't think that you're not making a huge difference because, 
you know, that that's kind of how you feel as an entrepreneur a lot. Like, I, I know that, you know, now that as I'm quickly approaching my 30th year in business, I can't believe it. But I, um, you know, sometimes feel like, you know, am I making a difference or do people hear me? You know, <laughs> is the message being heard? And, you know, that I, I just, you know, want you to know that I hear you and I appreciate you. And what it, you're doing really makes a difference in my life. So I know it does for others, too. Wow. Oh, goodness. JB, thank you so much. Um, I appreciate that because it is it is definitely been a labor of love these this decade. It's been mm-hmm. 10 years of doing this. And um, you're right. We this was you saw it right in the beginning stages yes. of, you know, and um it's def I've evolved as a person and telling these stories have definitely changed my life. And that's why I'm really grateful for the podcast because there are so many people that said, Hey, <laughs> The, what we yes. need to know more, right? Yes. And so wanting yeah. to have an opportunity to tell more stories of history, but also introduce people to history, present day history makers like yourself. And so yeah. I thank you for um, the encouragement and for taking the time to support uh, our, our celebration and also sharing, you know, your knowledge with those that are listening. Mm-hmm. But I, before we get into, I guess, more of your knowledge, I would love to hear your evolution story. You know, how did we get in 1995? What were the steps that led you to inspire you to launch your own financial group in 1995? Take us back. Yeah. I was a, a, right? a stockbroker already. Like I had been given the opportunity at a firm called um, Wheat First. And I was the first uh, Black woman um, that they had ever had as a stockbroker. And um, it, it was a great opportunity to train and um, and only the second Black person, the only per- Black person that was a stockbroker there before me was um, Willie Lanier, a, a Hall of Fame football player. So he was a star and then came me. And um, so, you know, Willie was like quite a role model, really supportive of my career. And uh, I remember when I left, I wanted him to come with me. <laughs> and um, Willie, I was like, Willie, we can do this, you know. And um, he was he was like, Nah, you know, you can you do it. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm I'm I don't I don't want that. I don't want the whole thing. And um, and I had no idea what he meant when he said the whole thing. But uh, you know, starting your whole bit your own business is the entire thing. And uh, I, I just, you know, th- wanted an opportunity to really focus in on the wealth of the Black community and um, without having to constantly think about it, like, is this okay? Or will this bother anyone? Or is it okay? And also, as a Christian, you know, um, when I was in a corporate environment, um, uh, the you know that I I remember being in a meeting and I was I'm uh, making reference to um, God and and it wasn't a coworker it was just you know a fellow professional and they were like you know hey just just as a, a reference young person you know that you know don't you know don't talk about God because you know and I um. I just said, like, 
you know, that's the only reason I'm here is because of God. God is my Amen. My, <laughs> my beginning and my end. Mm-hmm. And um, so I I just thank God for being able to um God gave me an environment where I could just um feel comfortable um you know pra- praising him and and acknowledging him and and as an entrepreneur you know you can you know really focus on putting God first and um creating an environment where you're not just you know constantly thinking about being the only if anything in the room, you can just focus on, you know, helping those who are drawn to you, uh, and the um, and that's how I found, you know, the the black customer because from day one, um, the black person that needed help was drawn to me. You no, know, for years I never mentioned for the majority of my career I never mentioned. Afroeconomics. Afroeconomics came out with my book that I published in 2015. So my book, my business started in 1995. So God created that um, desire within my community that I serve my community. And it wasn't um, a marketing move. It was a God move that I'm here to serve. Um, and and to help our people, um, and that and to look out for their best interest, and um, but at the same time, I'm going to look out for the best interest of anyone that God puts in front of me, and you know that's just my commitment of uh, as as a person that just does God's will, and so I just appreciate. Um, you know, the, the opportunity that entrepreneurship allows me that, that freedom constantly of just, um, not of just being myself, my truest self. There is nothing greater than every day waking up and just being yourself. I don't go to work. I just wake up and do me. (laughs) That's it. Amen. I wake up and I do me. God, you really created an opportunity for you to do you. Mm-hmm. And that, I pray that everybody gets to have that experience. You know, I know, I know that entrepreneurship isn't necessarily everyone's call, but I do pray that everyone has an understanding of what their purpose is yes. and that you can operate in your purpose. Um, yes. as a career, as, you know, yes. and, and see profit towards it, where it's, you're able to live your life on purpose and feel fulfillment and be excited about every day. I, I remember, um, knowing what I wanted to do, but hearing a lot of naysayers, you know, we yes. have those naysayers, naysayers yes. of what well, what you need to do and, and you need to fit into a certain mold. But I, yes. those are the same people that were living for the weekend. Yes. They being, yes. I said, I don't want to live yes. for the weekend. I yes. want every day to be excited. Yes. I don't want to live for, for yes. Friday and Saturday. So you're really yes. blessed. I'm blessed as well. And yes. this is something that God, wherever you find yourself, you know, you might not be called to the ministries that we're in mm. and the work that we're in, mm. but there's something for you. Amen. There's something for you and there are people that need you. And I love what you said 
JB, is that you are there for the people that need your services. You are there to serve them and they're drawn to you. The people that need you are drawn to you. Yes. Yeah. It is so true that we should wake up and realize that, that, that we are all brought here as servants. Yes. That, that, that we're, because sometimes people think that, the, and, and there is this movement, you know, and of the boss mentality. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, that's just a, that's just a play. Like that is totally a play on words. Like that is just mm-hmm. a, something, a brand, <laughs> just because, uh, because as a good entrepreneur, you are indeed the best employee of your own company. Absolutely. Or you are the compassionate leader. Yes. Without compassionate leadership, you cannot, your, your business cannot be successful. And I always like think of Jesus as the most compassionate leader that ever walked the earth. Yes. And he's not why we we all like seek to be more like him. (laughs) Exactly. He taught us how to be a compassionate leader. He did. He like, you know, he washed the disciples' feet. He made sure that everyone was taken care of when the people were hungry. He didn't send them away. He said, We're gonna feed them. We're gonna feed the people. What do you got? Feed them. Yes. So you, he gave us the example of servant leadership. You're yes. right. He is the perfect example of servant leadership, and that's how we should lead. That's how that's we should right. lead. Yeah. That that that's a true boss. Yes. Yes. You make sure everybody else eats. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is okay. Everybody else is warm. Everybody else is taken care of. That's the boss. Not the boss. Make sure that they get their money, and then everybody else gets crumbs. Yeah. That's not it. That's not it. Mm -hmm. This this wasn't one of my questions, but I know you are an advocate for for black people, but but specifically Mm -hmm. for women. And when I hear you describe what a boss is and the boss makes sure that everybody else is everybody (laughs) else is taking care of. Isn't that how we are as women? We make sure that everyone is good. Everyone has what they need. And and so if we could, you know, that's the way we were. We were, mm-hmm. and that's the way we are as Christians, and we are we are supposed to be. But now there is a movement and a programming that it's not okay. Like, to be successful, we are told that you can't be like that anymore. Mm-hmm. And that if you had a mother that was like that, she was wrong. She cheated herself. You know, that she did the wrong thing. And look at that. Look at her. And I I think that that is horrible the way the world is going. In their decision to make us not see how powerful mm-hmm. a woman who has decided to put her family first is. Yes. Yes. Because you cannot look at me and not see how I put my family first. Mm-hmm. My I I, you know, my daughter 
is definitely before, you know, she is my gift from God. Yes. So sometimes we think that, oh, if I didn't have these children, then I'd so-and-so and so, and I'd so-and-so, but that's only an excuse. Yes. Because what God has for you is for you. Amen. And I keep telling people all the time that everybody's life is extremely unique. God doesn't make mistakes on where our life is supposed to be and what you're supposed to have. Everybody has a unique life. You know, your life, if God has gifted you with children, then God has gifted you with children and you are 100% have a responsibility to those children. Amen. There are not by mistake. Amen. They don't get the leftovers. Jesus, come on. The first part of you. That's right. It's the leftovers. That's right. That's it. And, and we've got that part confused. So we don't, you know, and that messes up a lot of everything because then if you don't, your finances get messed up because you end up having to raise your children when they're adults, mm. they do it. So you have these adult children that are pulling from you and they're pulling out of your retirement. Uh. So you raise your children when they're children. Yes. The first time. You do it properly the first time. Mm-hmm. And then... When they're older, you know that you have put 100% in, and then you have no problem saying no to your adult children. Right. Because you made the initial investment. You made the initial investment properly. Mm-hmm. But if you don't and you buy into this, no, put the kids off, don't do that, don't, no, no. When my husband husband decided to leave my marriage when my daughter was four weeks old, I knew everything was going to change for me. I started a nanny coming to my business every day. And that is extremely expensive. Yes. Yes. Extremely. And that cut into my budget. But I said, my daughter has to come first. And I remember a lady saying to me that, oh, oh, I don't know. I don't know if your clients are going to like you having a nursery in the office building. And I own this big 6,500 square foot building. And my thing was they can go and invest somewhere else. There's a whole bunch of financial service firms up and down the street. I was in downtown Richmond. They can go somewhere else if they have a problem with a nursery being in the building of my financial service firm. Because my child will be in this building. That wasn't even negotiable. Right. She's first. Mm -hmm. She's first. Because I was still nursing her and I did not want her to be going anywhere else, anywhere else at that point. I did not want his decision to hurt her. 
And I stayed and she stayed with me and I paid 50,000 at least a year for that. So that meant a lot of sacrifice for me with no child support coming in, wasn't even thinking about it, didn't even, wasn't even considered, didn't even, I just was glad that I had custody, I did that paperwork, and I had peace. Yes. Moving forward. Yes. And, and you were now, protecting your and, child. Yes, and now they have a great relationship because I encouraged it. And did every day. I mean, I tell you, I had to flip over backwards to make sure that there was peace there for her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because Satan is a liar. He's like, yes, he is. We'll do everything to try to make you ugly. But we have to fight for them kids. Because if you don't, you're going to have to deal with it later. And now I have this really rational 21 year old because if you don't like then everything that we I allow would have allowed him to do you have to deal with later later mm-hmm. and it costs you so much it costs you so much it's so much money so much money and things that you have to expose them to that it's 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 the just the the sacrifice that you make to make sure that if we have that that investment in those children the first time will will compound the compounding return on raising them right the first time is the best investment you'll ever make. Now, I think that I mean I don't even think I've ever had that in a discussion, but I think that is the most powerful financial advice that I've ever shared. That because we don't talk about that enough, and mm-hmm. and for our community, that it, that has cost us. Great. Yes, you're right. Because there's right. so much of the, that situation we cannot control, but the part that we can control, yeah, the love part. Let's keep love in it. Let's keep the love part that we can control. Let's keep that part. Yes. JB, you have me crying over here. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, there's so much. There's so much to that. And when we look at the disparities mm. um, within the African-American community, the wealth gap that exists, still the significant was that and i think about what you said so perfectly in reference to how the culture now is telling someone that the way our moms did it that Mm. that was wrong Mm. but when we look at the success of Mm. where we are today we understand that that happened because of the love Mm. because of the love because of the commitment because yes the wealth gap might still exist but how is it that we are still here standing, surviving, and thriving? Right. And so what the enemy tries to do is kind of distort how we view things. And when you're chasing so many, I, I hear this often and I see this on social media. Everybody's trying to 
run after money and in running. And I'm not saying, you know, you want to definitely make sure that you leave a legacy for your children and, and, you know, you have things set up in place and we're going to get to that in a moment. But you can have houses and cars for them. But if you're not spending that time with them and making that initial investment, like you said, they're not even going to know how to manage those things. And more importantly, what kind of human beings are they going to be when they get those things? That's right. And so taking that time and not feeling... Um, and I, I, I just want to reiterate what you said because it was so powerful, but not not feeling bad about yourself because of the the sacrifice that you're making right now in your career and your profession yeah. for your child. This is the most important. And I'm thankful yeah. to you because, you know, I'm a new mom, JB. My daughter is. Girl, you are. Yes, my daughter is 15 months old and I'm rearranging I'm... and changing everything. So I'm so thankful for she is amazing. And I, I'm just so you, this conversation is spot on for me. Let me tell you, it's spot on. And I'm sure there's another mom that's listening and moms that are listening. It is spot on because she has changed everything. And a lot of people, society would say, well, Morgan, you got to do this, 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 but she's, she's coming first, you know, and everything else is secondary, you know? And, so I thank you. But you I just thank keep you. pushing through. Yeah, keep pushing. Just keep pushing through. Yes. Keep pushing through. Yes. Keep pushing through. Oh my God. And God is so good. He is good. Amazing. Because I I often, you and I, I know we'll be like all balling up here, but I've often, I have often said that I know that God had a purpose for all that I've gone through. Yes. I'm telling you, I, I said, I've said to myself several times, I said, I know that there is a purpose for this because good women yes. are going through things. Mm-hmm. Because see, see, what people want you to think is that there's something that you did wrong. Mm-hmm. But, you know what I'm saying? Like people yes. do often do that like attack me that there's something that i did wrong Mm -hmm. and that's why this person left me you know Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i even though they know that that is the most irresponsible thing that a person can do that that yeah. you know what I'm saying that but no but somehow that's my responsible person's fault mm. and we're supposed to carry that yeah. we're supposed to be responsible for all that we've already got and we're mm. also responsible for everybody else's actions the devil is a liar yes he is because the kill still and destroy he wants yeah. to destroy destroy yeah. Oh, your self-esteem, your self-thoughts, your self-worth, yourself, you know, any any dreams, everything, but he's not. Because God just bursts up, he just takes us right on through that. Like I said, like, you know, I was talking to my daughter the other day, and like one day y'all are gonna be having those kind of conversations. Me and my daughter were standing in the gym the other day. <laughs> and we're just standing there and this this um man walked by and he said, I'm going to tell you, y'all two are the best looking women in the whole gym. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I don't even care that he wasn't telling the truth. 
<laughs> he was telling the truth. Telling it's true. That's all that matters. But God, thank you, God. I live to yes. hear it. Amen. I live to hear it. Yeah. I remember all those days of dragging the carriage up and people acting like we were like like something was gonna happen if they if if they helped me with the stroller. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. Like man. Like like, like I'm contagious or something. It's- <laughs> Don't don't help that lady with this shoulder, because then she might think you like her. <laughs> it's a it's a trip. What goes through people's minds, and yes. you know, it's no joke. But the entrepreneur, the mompreneur life, right? So, uh, and this again, this uh, I earlier today I had a meeting um, that I didn't know about it. I got an email saying I need you to call real quick, and so I have a whole baby, so I have to pack her up, get you know. <laughs> take her over to my mom's, all these things. And then it was like literally a 30 second. They were like, oh, I just went. It was a 30 second call that was so urgent. And I'm just like, it could have been an email. Do you know what I had to go through? Yeah. (laughs) No, they don't. And they don't care. They don't care. And they do not care how much that costs you. I remember I had this one where it was a radio show in D.C. And I was living in Virginia then. And the and it go I, we really need you it's a radio show <laughs> you in the studio in the studio in the studio <laughs> in the studio for a radio show like <laughs> well okay so i would have to get the babysitter you know what i mean and I'll, yes and i was like i think you're gonna have to stop doing that you mm-hmm. know what I mean? and you and you don't want to stop doing the show but you're like, do you know how much that's costing me? Plus, it was in D.C. Right. So I had to get up early, and it was a morning show. So you oh, the traveling. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. The stress of trying to make sure you get there by 7 a.m. And then trying to get the sitter or somebody there. Because, like, this is, like, past nanny stage. This is, like, kindergarten time. Okay. Oh my goodness. It was like, I was like, I'm going to have, I'm just going to have to pass on this one. If you have to have me here for a radio show. <laughs> for a radio show. That's again, that's the devil. Like, you know, they <laughs> make things difficult. And then, but at, but things evolve and it's just about, uh, um, you know, just sticking to it. Like you yeah. perseverance determination so what i did was when i stopped the the show i I made a commitment to my health Mm. and said this is when i get in shape Mm. that's when i started like really working out because i in in response to so much stress i started really gaining weight and you know now i um, you know, work out all the time. And prior to having my child, I was an avid workout. I was always training, you know, working out six, seven days a week, sometimes twice wow. a day, like wow. just in and at it. And now I'm a, a certified um, powerlifting coach just because. <laughs> really? Just to add yes. one of the other many things that yeah. another feather in uh, your uh, full Look, look, I have two world records, three national records. 
and in, in powerlifting and um, a gold medal in this in um, shot put. What? So yeah, I like the girl. I am an athlete. I hear you. The um, but like you could turn. What you have to do is turn any negative experience, ladies, into a positive. Yes. So I was like, like I'm going to just be active. I was like, since I can, I'm not working as much, make it into active time. I'm not having to sit at the desk. You're talk, you know, you have more time with your child. But she was at. They have to do active after school stuff. I was like, I'm gonna make do when she was a cheerleader coach. I was she was a cheerleader. I was a cheerleader coach. Wow. She did basketball. I became a basketball coach. Get in it. Get yes. You know, I was like, I'm gonna do as much of active stuff as I can. And whenever I slow down, I you know, it's not good. I can tell it's just not good for me again because as as at, we're under a lot of pressure, but anyway, because of the business. So mm -hmm. um, one thing about being busy, you're always going to be more creative when you yeah. have your central nervous system working as far as athletically. Like if you keep yourself moving, um, get, you know, doing your cardio, mm -hmm. it's going to keep you more creative because you're going to come up with ideas all the time. Mm hmm. And I'm finishing my PhD in finance. Wow. Girl, girl. What? Nobody going to stop me. Hallelujah. Like, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen. One thing that we know that we can do is what we set our mind on. Like, we can't control what other people do or how they value us. But we certainly can control the things that we go after, mm. right? So mm. just go after things, ladies, that we can control. What right? you said is that everybody's support system is is different. You're right. But you can control. We can control the things we can go after. So go after the things that we can control. And yes. I love that. And finding and that even in the midst of the challenges that you face, you didn't allow those challenges to stop you. And you are intentional about finding what I can do with what I have where I am. So, and so for your daughter, I cannot wait to meet your daughter. I hope that she comes to, is she here? I don't know whether she's here in the area, but I hope she yeah. can come because I would yeah. love to see <laughs> this young lady, you know, because you are such a, a dynamic woman. And I just, I, you know, I'm just hearing the stories. It's just very encouraging for me as a mom and Thank all the you. things that I'm, you know, believing God for, for, for everything. So Thank you. My, my daughter is like, definitely expect your daughter to not be like you. Yes. <laughs> so whatever you are, like, like I'm like not really like girly girly. My daughter is very girly girly. Is like, she so, okay? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> she loves like dressing up and stuff like that. Like you know, I I I like I like just I I look dressed up, but I got like sneakers and this and that and blah 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 and then jacket and like a this. <laughs> She looks forward to dress up. I look Yay. forward to running. 
<laughs> like, but so she, she's more like you. So your daughter might end up being like me. Like she, hey, listen, I'll be thrilled because, you know, and that's the cool thing. Whoever they become, we love them and we're grateful for, you exactly. know, just to see them to develop into who they are. Man, yeah. this this whole guy's JB has dropped so many nuggets. I feel like we we definitely need to have you back. You just know that I'm here for you and your podcast followers for um, as a financial resource. What are what are some things that we need to consider as women when doing business? Because I think for me, I had the the benefit of seeing my mom, who was an entrepreneur, and she listened to people and believed them. And I saw her get taken advantage of far too many times. And so as a result of that, I put everything, I write everything down. So that's one thing that I do, but I'm sure there are other things that can be done to help protect us. You know, what are some suggestions you have? That's the always get everything in writing and work with licensed professionals. Uh, Um, a lot of people don't know the importance of working with um, like, like a registered investment advisor, like my firm. They don't know the difference between a registered investment advisory firm and someone that just says they're a financial advisor. Right. So as a registered investment advisory firm, that designation means I have to look out for a client's best interests. And a person who is working with me signs a client agreement that says that I have to do that. So if something happens and I didn't look out for their best interest, I'm liable. Mm. So most people, unfortunately, especially in our community, are not working with registered investment advisors because they, like like I said, I'm the first one to start mm-hmm. one. You know what I mean? And especially I uh, one of the few that actually focuses on serving us. And most that exist are only serving clients with high net worth. Mm-hmm. I don't have a criteria. I actually will, you know, if a person joins, they can, I will service them regardless of their net worth. And that is rare. I don't know of another firm in the world that's doing that. Not wow. a registered investment advisory firm. But our community doesn't understand the magnitude of the commitment I've made to us. But th- that's what we need to do. Like, you know, really make a commitment to um, getting better advice. And and the Bible speaks on that. Get True. counsel. Yes. Yes. And um, so we have to um, stop not listening. We need to listen. Um, we need to, you know, just actively do what the word says. Like, don't just go to church, but be, be the church. Amen. Amen. And like, you know, and, and, and that's where we're missing it. So increase our, our, our wisdom of, of, um, daily daily financial choices mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then um you know get wise counsel get wise counsel and, then, and, uh, and, I, mm-hmm. and 
I want to encourage everyone to connect with you. Whether you are in the Richmond area or not, you have an opportunity to become a member. Is that correct? With Oh, definitely. And I okay. even have free membership available. Okay. Can you- free membership is available at the afroeconomics.com member um, website and go to the membership click the membership or the red the red side look red side over there boom right here and then go to membership on this column and then it, it will give you a free offer and then um you can actually do the complimentary option or take advantage of the individual or family membership immediately and don't hesitate to just click um the chat like right there in the blue section and just say, I need to ask JB a question or I want a complimentary consultation because I'm Morgan's friend and I'll do it and we'll do a complimentary call. I will talk to you myself. Wow. This is, this is huge. And I thank you so much for how you're serving our community. There's so many people uh, well, I don't know anybody that has all the feathers in their hat like you, but there's a lot of people who have information and knowledge and then they hoard it or they go to the the cream of the crop, so to speak, because they want to make the most and see their name and, and lights. And, but I'm so grateful that you are serving people from various walks of life, from those that have have it all and those that are trying on their way trying to get it together and i'm grateful for the investment that you're making in people and the the consistency you have been doing this for a long time and just to think about the families the generation of families that have been changed as a result of being able to get your wife's counsel guys i'm telling you i really want to encourage you all to connect with jb I am so thankful and I'm really looking forward to us being able to connect on a professional level too, because to, I've been thinking more about generational wealth and there's some things that we've been doing for, for our daughter, but I, you know, I'm a black woman. I want to support a black woman, you know, that is doing that serving our community and is seeing what we can do. So I'm excited and I'm thankful um, about what you do. I'm thankful for what God has done in your life. And Amen. we're grateful uh, to have Amen. you on Evolution of a Black Girl podcast because you are a history maker and a world changer. So thank you so much. You are so good. No, I appreciate you. And I just appreciate this. And I appreciate the discussion. And we're going to do it again. <laughs> yes, we're definitely going to do it again. In the meantime, make sure you go to JB's website and continue to get better each and every day. JB, what's your, what's your social? Can you tell your social media as well. Exactly. I was like, my social security. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Go to Afro Economics at Facebook or JB Bryan at Facebook or Afro Economics or JB Bryan at YouTube. Um, they are just go to Google and put in JB Bryan or Afro Economics one word. You are going to get me all over the place. All over the place. You know? So I'm on, I'm also on LinkedIn, also on Instagram. So whatever you like, I like it too. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) 
Thank you, JB. And thank you all for listening. Until next time. And you will be hearing from JB again because we need some more performance. That's right. Together. Together. God bless you guys.